0: Right, welcome back to Hobby Time with Dirk Nashty. I'm Keith. I go by Dirk Nashty on Twitter and Discord, and I was joined again today by my friend Pat uh, to talk about VBA, which is the Virtual Basketball Association, a NFT-based basketball sim uh, where you buy and sell players and and own your players and run them up against other teams and compete for prizes and bragging rights and all that stuff. So it's a it's a lot of fun. We've talked. I've had a few episodes about it. If you would like to learn more, go to vba.com. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Pat. All right. So welcome back, Pat. We're here again to talk about the, the Knights of D-Gen BBA tournament. Uh, this is game three of the group stage. And I, I believe after this, you're going to um, to like the knockout rounds. So I, but well, first, welcome. Thank you. Thank and I want, I wanted to ask like, what is that right? Do I have the tournament structure right? So you're in a, you're in a group, you play kind of a round Robin with your group of four. So three games and then the top two in each group make it to like a knockout stage where it's just kind of a single elimination bracket. That is right. We're
1: in the last week um, of the round Robin. And then I bo- I'm not sure if they're going to have games next week during Thanksgiving. Um, it might be that week or the next, but after that, yeah, it's a single elimination tournament.
0: And after, if you make it through this week, and we'll talk about the standings in just a second, but if you make it through this week, uh, then rosters lock, right?
1: Uh, that is um so the roster locks but your lineup does not lock if i'm interpreting Ah. the rules correctly so you can you won't be able
0: to move people in and out but you will be able to change your starting lineup correct yep got it i think that makes sense yeah that's fair too all right so what so in your group uh semi-pro is your group right where
1: elf lady death strike uh sits What's the current standings of your group? Okay, so currently we have great Gaming at 2-0, well-deserved, um, and his point differential is 33. Um, and we have two people in second place. Myself and Showtime DGens are both one and one. Um, Showtime DGens has a plus um, one points differential and I have a negative seven points differential, so I'm in third place. And then Smup is in fourth place um, at 0-2 with a negative 27 point differential. Um, And I think that's, it's, it makes sense. Grape has just been cleaning house. Um, He beat uh, Smup and myself pretty convincingly. Um, And then, yeah, Showtime had two close games where he lost by two and one point. Okay. So your so your opponent today, Smup,
0: is is 0 and 2 with a negative 26 point differential. So for him to, to to make it through, he'll need to win this game, have have uh, great beat showtime, and he'll need to win this game by like 30 something points.
1: Yes. Yeah, and he had mentioned that in the chat that it's gonna be low probability. I I honestly think anything can happen. I do think um Grape, I, I think Grape will win. He's n- no a shade to Showtime, but Grape is just solid. Um, and and then also knowing that Smup has to kind of put up points and win by a lot, that's kind of factoring into what I'm doing. So that does help. All right. All right. Awesome. So we'll talk about, uh, I, I want to talk about
0: setting your lineup for this. For this, You and I have been chatting a little bit about It, it seems like you've got a pretty good idea of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but before we do, we got to talk about what happened last week in your in your game. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about setting lineups uh, in our last podcast, and uh, you had mentioned that I think it was um, was it great that against Showtime where he he played four defensive players, and you and yes. you were going to do the kind of the same thing, right? So you had set up with a rim protector, a three and D wing, a defensive guard, and a versatile forward. And then you were going to run seven, your shooting playmaker, elite shooting playmakers, your only offensive player at the point guard. So so, (laughs) what happened?
1: (laughs) So uh, that morning or that afternoon, uh, there was a re-roll. And seven, who was an elite shooting playmaker, again, I was going to lock everyone down and just hope he put up a pass first guard. That would be ideal. If not, he's going to put his slasher which he did, and but even then I felt an elite shooting playmaker could probably outplay a slasher, even if it's rare. Um, but with the re-roll, he turned into a defensive guard, so it was now all five defenders. I obviously was irritated. Um, <laughs> luckily, honestly, <laughs> probably way too irritated for it, uh, since it's just a, a fun thing. But uh, And then, definitely VBA made me whole by um, Agreeing to give me a free reroll. Um, yeah. And then, but then this game, I honestly should have lost it. But I ended up winning um, just by some stroke of luck, you know, by the random algorithm, I think. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so it I was I it ended
0: up fi- five, def- five defenders against.
1: Uh... Oh, I just lost it. Dang it. Sorry. One second. Yeah, he had slasher at the point. Uh, he had a lot of offense. Let's see. Uh, at the two, he had a pure shooter, a versatile forward, playmaking big, and then post-scoring big. Um, I would say by all means, that typically would beat the lineup of five defenders. Yeah, I mean, you had you had the – I feel like you kind of had the right defenders
0: in the, in the right place for – well – so you had the rim protector on the post scoring big Bruno Spaghetti mm-hmm. like that was a good That's, a good call. I I remember that. we talked talked a lot about that. Uh, and you were right again. You know he played played woozy um, a woozy or a wheezy. Um, right. Played, played woozy the playmaking big uh, who you put a three and D on which <clears throat> or who ended up with a a three and, a matchup against the three and D which I think that worked out okay. And then uh, defensive guard on versatile forward. And then your elite versatile forward on Saul Zohan, his rare pure shooter. And then your elite newly minted defensive guard on his rare slasher, <laughs> Millie Frenchie. So right. this was, this ended up as a one point game, right? Yeah. 63, yep. 62. It was extremely close, uh, almost all the way throughout. And it just ended up pulling, pulling it out in the end. Right. And I think, though so, go ahead. One of the things that so one of the things I asked about when we were setting setting lineups was, you know, do, do you feel comfortable with your versatile forward on a pure shooter? Like how, how
1: did that go in that game? And what did you and what are your thoughts on it? So I have been delusional with MDT, I think, and just think he can guard one to five. And then I would say <laughs> this week while setting up for Smup, I did look and see how he did by pure shooters. And he just is not nearly as good as I thought. The only I think he lost this one. So Saul Zohan, the rare peer shooter had 25 points and shot an efficient eight to 11 and six for eight from three. The only thing is, I think that might've happened is he didn't take 30 shots, um, which I think could have happened. The only reason maybe that didn't happen is because he had um, a slasher and a point scoring big that were both rares and those are taking up all the shots.
0: Yeah, I think the, so the the big, not stroke of genius, but the big, not to take away from, you, from, from your game planning, but your take big, uh, your big win though, I think was like getting Bruno Spaghetti, the rare post scoring big to, to shoot six of 25 yeah. for only 14 points. Like he took a lot of shots, didn't make very many of them. You know, your, your special rim protector did a great job uh, protecting the rim. And I, I, I feel like that was uh, essentially where the game was won. I mean, if you I can think get so. one player to, to miss 19 shots, that's a win.
1: Yeah, and Bruno, actually, I played, I put, this is tough, because I had put that same special protector or room protector against him at a previous, like a few weeks ago, and I think he got, like, upper 20s. So, um, but I felt, you know, maybe, I, I didn't have a, any other counter besides that that I felt comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a really fun
0: game. I watched the play by play live. It was uh, back and forth, especially after seeing. You know, I, I did think it was interesting that your uh, seven, the the player who was a shooting playmaker turned to defensive guard, was the leading shot taker on your team at uh, shooting eight of twenty two, and the leading scorer for nineteen points.
1: Yeah, so that's actually really interesting because I felt. I don't know. He's not switching to a defensive guard. He's not as inefficient as I thought he would be. He's still obviously scoring way less. Um, Actually, he's scoring less, but it's not so bad. I guess I've played four games with him so far. Um, But the change to defensive guard is a lot less than I thought. I actually think it's an improvement. Like The benefits from being good at defense um, has been okay especially since the last nerf. Now I don't know with the unnerf how he would have been as a sh- shooting playmaker, um, but certainly with the nerf, I feel it's almost like comparable or not too much of a drop-off.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's nice. They they, they reset the stats on for the rerolled players. So like he's averaging 15 points, eight rebounds from the point guard spot and shooting 41% uh, from the field, which You know, only one and only one and a half assist, which isn't, uh, is a loss from what you were getting from seven, as well as the outside shooting. But I feel like 41% is okay if he's Mm -hmm. providing what you want on defense and getting that eight rebounds is, is big too. Yeah. Especially from a, especially from a point guard. So yeah. All right. So that, so that game ended up working out in your favor. You ended up getting the win, which was, uh, badly needed. And now you're in a spot to potentially, to potentially move forward. So, if you win your game against Smup, right? Mm-hmm. What and uh, and Grape beats Showtime, then you're you're essentially in. Then it's a lock. Oh yeah, yeah, it would it would it is a lock because you would both you would be two and one Grape three and oh, and no one else tied with you, right? Right, right. And if Grape wins and you lose, you have to lose by eight points less
1: than. Then Showtime, Showtime. Does yeah, that sound right. Yeah, and Smup, yeah. So Smup has to not destroy me, for Smup not to win, and Showtime has to not lose by much. Um, I if I was Showtime, I might just go pure defense and just try to keep it a close game, win or lose. But we'll see how it yeah. goes. All right. Well, so <laughs> all right. So.
0: But but the I guess the biggest thing is you you can make it through by losing, but it's going to be much more difficult. the the, the main thing is to just just try to win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so, thought. have you thought about uh, setting up your lineup for, for Smut this week?
1: I I have I have. Um, so according to my scouting report, I think, um, un- unless he brings in players from another team, which he could and if I were him, I would. Um, I think he's going to play an elite shooting playmaker at number one, um, a special pure shooter at the two, um, an underdog power forward at the three, an elite power, an elite versatile forward, LeBron James, at the four, and then an underdog post-scoring big at the five, um, which he sometimes does a special rim protector um but i think he's probably if i were him i would go for the win i'd go for the big win and try to just um let it fly like i would actually even swap out the elite versatile forward for just more scoring um yeah i'd go, probably go four scores and one power one passer um but he just seems to play lebron every single game so we'll see that, that's kind of my assumption um, that was my and... that was my note as well I, I did some some scouting
0: myself I, I also noted that he almost always plays LeBron James who is his elite versatile forward uh, power forward center like every single game sometimes he'll pair him with the rare rim protector that you mentioned I think you said special but the rare rim protector that oh, you so mentioned yeah. yep uh, to get that like extremely solid interior defense combo of a elite and a rare. But then that leaves and that leaves him with some, you know, th- three players to uh, to score with. And one thing I noticed, at least in his current roster, so he's got two elites, one rare, four specials, and five underdogs. Of the four specials, three of them are defensive players. There's a versatile forward, two defensive guards, and a pure shooter. Hmm. So if he's going to get off, if he, if he does play the interior defense, which, like you said, it seems like he may not be because he's going to need to score a lot of points, but also it needs to hold you to a lot fewer points uh then then yeah if he plays the the elite pure, the elite shooting playmaker then he's only got space for two underdogs and all of those guys uh, are offensive and like you mentioned he also almost always plays the point forward to get some passing in there uh so yeah i mean it's it seems to me like e- either way whether he goes with the post scoring big um underdog or the rare rim protector, the point forward will be playing, the shooting play, playmaker will be playing. Is that, that's basically what you were thinking as well?
1: That's what I'm thinking as well. So how are you planning on lining up uh, against that? So again, I'm heavily defense oriented, especially after that last re-roll. So I'm going to counter his elite shooting playmaker with an elite defensive guard, seven. Um, Mario Van Thriples, I'm again playing out of position to counter his shooter at two. Now, that could end up being a slasher, um, but I think he tends to play the pure shooter more often. Um, At the three, again, so one of my strategies is I find the passer and I try to attack them. So this is where, actually, let me go to the four. Um, I'm definitely going to put my passer against his um, elite versatile forward, LeBron James. And just, I know I'll, I won't score much, but hopefully I can get some big passes. Um, actually, that's, scratch that, that's going to be an underdog playmaking big, Charles Bronson. Uh, never mind. scratch that. Uh, no, it's A.A. <laughs> a- Fizzle Snatcher. And I'll explain that in a minute. Um, and so the last two that I'm not quite set on is I'm either going to have a combination of rare slasher um, rare Slasher, <laughs> Score Hired All at the three, and um, maybe Bucky Barnes at the five, or sorry, not Bucky Barnes, Bucky McDeagle at the five. No, I was going to go Big Buckets at the five. I, I decided not to go against a room protector. Um, and then, or it's going to be James Fraser, if I can get him, at the five, and then oliver shootums an offensive wing at the three who's just like he's again you don't know you don't really know what you're going to get with him but except for a solid efficient um setup and the reason again so one thing i think that he could do is move his elite versatile forward to the three position that's why i'm hesitant to use a slasher so that's why i put that offensive wing Um, But I can really count on score to score. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I think I also chose the point forward over the playmaking big because if he moves his elite versatile forward, I'd like to get some scoring at the four position. Um, Again, I could put a rim protector at the five position. However, I'm afraid all the rim protectors I've seen on my team or yours just take a lot of shots. Um, and if they're going to be the second scoring option, I think it's just going to hurt the team. So that's why I'm putting, um, a score there, no matter what, whether it's a point scoring big or a, um, or, or fundamental big James Fraser.
0: Okay, so you're thinking you're thinking you're playing both seven and Mario Van Three pulls. That's an elite defensive guard and elite defensive forward. Yep. Locking up the one-two position is the goal. So then if you play a rare, you'll you'll be playing two two other underdogs. Let's let's say rare. that rare is score or James Fraser.
1: Okay. That's so what you're if saying, it's, right? It's it could yeah. be
0: either one of them. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe neither.
1: Uh, no, definitely. Those are the two. Those are two of the rares. I'm definitely doing, and then AA gotcha. rock. So, and then definitely underdog. Point forward at the four. Gotcha. Um, and so my other underdog would either be um, post scoring big, big buckets, or um, offensive wing Oliver Mutchum's.
0: Interesting.
1: I'm scared if he puts LeBron at the three, his elite versatile board, that would mm-hmm. completely negate a slasher. Um, is my only hesitancy, but he just rarely does that. Um, so I'm I'm kind of trying to I'm thinking about stuff. Yeah.
0: Do you think there's a chance that he that he does play um, his rare rim protector? And versatile forward, and just tries to hold you to a few points, and then, and then just score a bunch with you know shooters.
1: Um, I think there's a chance. I think if he puts in his rare room protector again, that would say that locks down big buckets. Um, I don't. I'm okay with that because I'm locking down the one and two position. Okay, so I, you're thinking actually,
0: strength strength on strength right like yeah your scorer might be
1: shut down but you're thinking that you'll be able to shut down his scores too yeah um and seven has just proven to be a decent scorer um in there and i think with my versatile forward and a point forward that's like really good pass like that's the equivalent of having a passing guard or a playmaking big they're both kind of like Score pass ish type players.
0: All right. So, so then what yeah. do you like if you had to give a score prediction for the game? Like, what do you think it would be? Do you think it's in
1: the 60s, the 80s? Like, mm. not 80s since I'm done that. I'm thinking we're going to see another 65 to 63 type game. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: all right awesome yeah. so so if you any final thoughts like if you make it through um yeah any final thoughts on on the tournament like how's it been so far we're in week three and we're about to get uh, to the the knockout
1: stage so what what's your what's your thoughts on it um it's been a ton of fun uh a little stressful but I wouldn't mind, (laughs) for my own sanity, I wouldn't mind having locked rosters, or locked lineups even, and just see how it goes. Um, I think, I've been looking at the other draws, I think this is the toughest one, personally. So, um, honestly, I just, I kind of want to just get there and see. I think this will be a bigger win, almost making it, unless I actually win the whole thing. Um, (laughs) Having getting in this group starting 01 just felt like crap, and then uh, having that re-roll was also strange. So it'll just be a cyber leaf almost if I uh, if, you make it do, if I make it. If I get in there, I'm just like you know, you know what? This is all icing on the cake. My win, I think, is going to be getting in the in there in the main group. Awesome, yeah. Moment. You know,
0: when they first announced it, I think I, I feel like I remember they did announce that the starting lineups would be locked.
1: And I think oh, there's yeah. some
0: some pushback to that and they ended up changing it, which I I can I I can sympathize with, right? Like I feel like it would be it would be tough to have your starting lineup locked, especially if you just end up like with a, a bad setup for your entire group, then you're kind of screwed and, <laughs> and you just have to sit around and wait for the disaster to happen.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But at the same time, I do think it would be really cool to have like a quick like 10 game tournament or something like that. Or, or even a league where you did have locked, uh, everybody had locked starting lineups, and you just you just got to try to put like your most flexible, versatile,
1: mm-hmm.
0: flexible, versatile, you know, starting five, like best starting five that you can that you can get out there, and just see how good they do against everybody else's best starting five, regardless yep. of matchup. You know, I think that would be kind of cool. But maybe we'll get there one day. Or
1: yeah. you know, and
0: I'm not even like advocating that we do this like permanently, but just like try different things. You know.
1: Yeah, I would love to see a series. So, yeah, like, that's, like a seven-game series? Seven, Seven would be up. awesome. Um, yeah, it's not like they're actually playing, who cares? But, yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> just because, you know, especially that last one for Showtime, like, that, I'm sure that was really frustrating for him. Um, and I do think in, like, a seven-game series, he would have beat me. So, that uh, – or especially if it's locked. Now, another – interesting thing would be seven game series with adjustments and uh, yeah that'd be nuts that'd be
0: cool yeah I think I mean if we if there was a series I wouldn't advocate for locked rosters I just I think that'd be cool to just be in like a you know an eight-person league where where the starting lineups were locked and just see how 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 it felt or how it looked Uh, But yeah, if we were doing like a series, you know, best of five, best of seven, I think the ability to make adjustments is crucial to that. Like that's, that is the point of, (laughs) that is the point of having a series. I think that'd be really
1: cool too. Are are you sure you're only biased because that's like how you beat people and you just depend on like, (laughs) (laughs) since you're the best uh, GM in my opinion, uh, (laughs) you're like, oh yeah, let's do that. (laughs) No. I'm just... Hey guys, he's number one. He's number one, which is pretty crazy.
0: So oh, that...
1: probably should oh. toss that out.
0: <laughs> Thanks, but that,
1: I don't. I don't think it'll last long. I'm two, two and two this week. Uh, uh. You got some quality wins though over Kowloon and um, off meta. So I was surprised. I in, was surprised
0: leg. by that win over Kowloon. That was that was a surprise. <clears throat> that, that team is so so strong. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And not only is it, it's like some kind of reverse psychology or something because half half the weeks like he doesn't he doesn't make adjustments and he just rolls through his league like like it's nothing
1: it's crazy yeah and that's i think the harsh part is like the whole larry bird of it like this is what i'm doing try to try and come stop me yeah so that makes it more frustrating i think it's When it's something like that, or when you lose to a defensive team, not when I do, because I I roll defensive teams, but I (laughs) know there are times actually when I've run offensive and uh, lost to primarily defensive and just thought, how did this happen? So, I mean, if you look at, look at, it's crazy
0: Kellen Kismetz is just ridiculous if you look at their game log he's got a 25 point win against Inveterate Scoundrels which was a team I haven't played them much in in the last several weeks but there was a time where we were in the same league like five weeks in a Mm. row it felt like and they they were really tough a 28 point win against Offmeta 15 point win against B-Town Bison like not only are they winning like they're crushing people it's crazy it's so good yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a tough league up there. Um, that, that I'm in, but I'm two and two this week. It just just took a loss where I didn't really know what to do, so I didn't I ended up not making any adjustments. <laughs> and <laughs> last night's game was really a really tough one because it was one of those ones where I I was just wavering back and forth and back and forth and I ended up just not making any adjustments to my to my team. Mm-hmm. But I had the perfect counter lined up. I played against some up legends. He, he had been playing a rare stretch big at the center position, especially since the more recent patch where they, they were bringing stretch bigs back or at least buff them a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and I had, and he also has a legendary three and D Din Mello, who he plays all the time. Yeah. And uh, I had a double three and D lineup set at the four and five, right. Where I was playing three and D both at the power forward and center positions but it was one of those things where it's like, you know, when you when things are going well, they're they're going well, and then you, I, at least for me, I kind of hit a point where it's like, all right, now I don't know if I'm overthinking things or if I'm making the right adjustments, and you just can't tell which which one <laughs> is which, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. And I I ended up deciding that I was overthinking things and decided to just play the same lineup that I played. It was a really close game. It was ninety seven, ninety four. Oh, okay. But. But yeah, I, I was very disappointed because I had the double three and D lineup set uh, ready to go against his legendary three and D wing, who I, I have an underdog three and D wing, Chin Jackson, who shut down Denver Mello uh, a couple of games ago. Okay. And I, I had that lineup all all set up, and then I and then I switched it out and ended up losing by only a couple points, and it was extremely close throughout, very close game. But yeah, took a loss took a loss last night. It's just oh man. It's really tough, though, you know, like to know if you start getting that self-doubt, right? Like, am I thinking too much? Am I doing too much? Should I just play my good players, right? And not worry about the matchups and, yeah, you know, so, sometimes, and then sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you lose because that's part of, that's part of playing a, a game with randomness in it, which is, you know, makes it fun. By the way, I, I will put... Jackson, to to picture, we should talk about
1: the theory of using a uh, lower rarity same position as a counter because I think it's underappreciated so yeah yeah I well I, I don't know if it works for everything like you know
0: but well it, it might it might maybe we can go and check some game logs and stuff but one one that I really like is the three and D against a higher level three and D um, okay now now part of that is because my underdog three and D Chin Jackson I, I would put him up against any other underdog three and D I think he's probably one of the best in the game okay um but, I really like playing a lower level three and D against a higher level three and D it seems like the perfect counter um, and a a good way to save salary and move it somewhere else. All right. Well, that's enough about, yeah, I would love to get into some like kind of broader strategy stuff sometime. Um, But for now you have a game to play. I do. I do have some decisions. So wish me luck. I, I do wish you luck. I, I hope it goes well for you. I would love to see you make it through to the to the knockout stage and hopefully take it all the way. You know, there's a Twitter poll. I can't remember if it was nice at d or VBA that uh, put out the bracket. I think it was uh, KOD, but uh, I actually filled out the bracket and I had you going all the way. So thank you. If, if you win, we win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> all right, man. Have a great day. Good luck today.
1: Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Yeah. See you. I